Hi, I'm Kurt Fernley, Paralympian, and I'm coming to you from Hawabakal Country. And I'm Paralympian Brody Benson, and I'm broadcasting from Wanarua Country. This is you, Little Ripper, the place that we celebrate all things parasport. And we've got an extra special co-host today. Brody Benson is a member of our favourite teams. I think the team that we mentioned more than any other across you, Little Ripper, the Aussie Bells, the goal Thank ball you team. very much. <laughs> How are you going? You, you guys were absolute stars during the 2020 Tokyo Paralympic campaign. How's life looking for you now? Yeah, uh, life's looking pretty good. Um, training as always, uh, always shooting for that next Paralympic Games, um, as is the way with most sports. Uh, but yeah, the Aussie Bells are gearing up, ready for um, our one of our shots at qualifying for Paris coming up in the next month or so. So that should be really exciting. Can you talk me through the process of qualifications? Because we were having it on just a little while off air, and it's definitely got a bit of a Hunger Games kind of mentality to it. It's ruthless. It is. It's brutal. So um, prior to Tokyo, oh, Tokyo was the last year where they had 10 teams in goal. So they've cut it back to eight teams now moving forward. So um, what was already a ruthless qualification uh, process has become even more ruthless. So currently, with about a, a year out from the games we only have three of the eight teams qualified um in this upcoming tournament in august there's going to be 16 teams um 16 men 16 women's teams competing for one available placement at the paralympic games which would bring the grand total up to four um and then uh, we'll have one more chance after that to try and qualify through our regional qualification tournaments so it'll be a slightly smaller tournament um, but still extremely difficult because we've got a lot of big players, especially in Asia Pacific, like China and Japan. Um, and then you've got uh, your uh, African regionals, your American regionals and your European regionals. So it's quite brutal. How's the excitement? You're a, you're a year out now from uh, your second Paralympic Games? Yeah, the excitement is definitely building. I'm I'm so excited to hopefully represent um, Australia at Paris. Um, and leading up to this Birmingham tournament, I'm just excited to compete in a tournament again because it's been about a year since um, I've actually competed. Uh, so it'd be really good to get back on the court um, and hopefully secure that spot so that the Bells can make it to Paris. Life-wise as well, you're you're stretching out your campaign beyond one Paralympic campaign. You're, you're, you know, like all athletes, you have to balance this work-life as well as sport-work-life relationship. How are you going with managing everything? Yeah, well, this year has been um, a year of new for me. So <laughs> I, I got married at the end of last year, so in December. Thank you. So um, it's been interesting juggling having a husband around now all the time and just moving from part-time to full-time work as well. And then on top of that, still training full-time. Um, it's been a bit of touch and go, but I finally sunk my claws into my husband um, and he's playing <laughs> goalball for the first time this year. Oh, amazing. Um, and because he's playing goalball, I'm now like, oh, well, you got to come to the gym with me. Oh, oh, like, come on, you can come for a run with me. And so that's kind of helped balance that, that training aspect respect as well as the quality time needed in a relationship so it's been good uh, it is definitely a family affair i understand that your sister is also uh competing for the aussie tinkerbells the australian youth team yes she most definitely is she flies out um to rio today actually or the day that we're recording this um and yeah she's going to represent at the youth world championships so uh she wants to try and take down my title of highest goal scorer that i set <laughs> when i competed back in 2017 so she's got her sights set on that 
Uh, well, you know, I think that the competitive gene obviously runs strong throughout your family. Here at You Little Ripper, this is the place that we start off with our You Little Ripper moment, the moment that stood out to us. What about you, Brody? What's your You Little Ripper moment? Yeah, so my You Little Ripper moment for this week um, has to be paratriathlon. Um, so we've got Lauren Parker, who chalked up an extraordinary 11th consecutive victory at the World Triathlon Paris Series in Montreal. So this is giving her a flying start to the Paris Paralympic qualification. She led the charge in which fellow Tokyo 2020 representative Nick Beveridge finished with a silver medal and Justin Godfrey started his qualifying campaign with bronze. Like, how extraordinary. 11 consecutive wins. That's absolutely insane. Uh, the, the really amazing, incredible bit on its own, of course, 11 consecutive. But you've also got to put in there a couple of world cycling championships as well. So the individual discipline, I think that uh, what Lauren's doing at the moment is incredible. And what an incredible preparation in the lead up to a, a Paralympic year as well. Most definitely. My year little ripper moment is uh, the Athletics World Champs. Of course, I'm going to be typecast, but we've got uh, Maria Strong who won gold, gold, gold for Australia in the 100 metres T72. Now, that's a newer event for the Paralympic movement and it's yet to go. I understand, I think, maybe it's yet to be introduced to the Paralympic program it's in the frame running event so it allows people who aren't able to use say a wheelchair or one run um run without aid they actually run with a running frame and it opens up the 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 world of disability sport to another segment of our very diverse incredibly amazing disability community um so congratulations uh maria on the gold medal and of course jared clifford now Brody, Absolute legend. <laughs> you may know you, you you may be able to back me up. Isn't he the most incredibly generous, amazing, hard on his lead guy in the world? Yeah, he is one of the best para Australian athletes I think I've ever had the chance of meeting. Um, and it shows both on and off court or events, really. <laughs> I remember in 2020 when he finished his 5,000 metres and before he could interview, before he could celebrate his, his his podium position, he was vomiting in a corner of the track and it was all caught on camera. But you get to that point where your body is, is doing everything possible to stop you from putting it through discomfort and then it gets right to the edge of just forcing you to throw up and then he just keeps going again. Jared brought home a silver medal in the T13, 5,000 metres. And what can I say except for he's an incredible guy. He will be out there fighting for the next 12 months, and I'm sure uh, that we will see him uh, competing at the pointy end again in Paris in 2024. Uh, the, the other results that are definitely worth mentioning, our Steelers, uh, led by Chris Bond as the Australian captain, but also the pod's one and only Riley Bat. They went down to Japan. 55 to 44 uh, in the gold medal match at the Asia Oceana Championships. Uh, that means that they didn't get direct qualifying through Paris next year and they will have to maintain their form all the way through the year to get qualification matches later on in 2023. But that is another ruthless, you know, only one team gets through to the... It's brutal, brutal. Brutal, because it extends that uh, season out now instead of being able to kind of get back and really solely focused on 2024. Uh, we do need to do a shout out to Josh Nicholson, who played his 100th game for the Steelers. Amazing. Uh, just to be able to keep the body fit and uninjured, as well as just being informed. 
every single match. So, Joss Nicholson, we celebrate you with it. Hear it, you little ripper. Well done. Incredible. Well done. <laughs> Brody, what's your update? Um, well, my update is uh, in relation to our 64 Special Olympians uh, who recently competed in Berlin. Um, they brought home a total of 59 medals for Australia, which I think is just one of, like, considering there's 64 of them, 59 medals is, like, a pretty high tally rate. So uh, we took home 15 gold, 21 silver, and 23 bronze. So shout out to all of our Special Olympians who were competing um, over the past few weeks in Berlin. It's always great to see the Australian fly flag, and it has a strong and long history of Australians participating in the Special Olympics. So congratulations, guys. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> this is a part of the show next, Brody, that we have, uh, we get to have a yarn to one of our amazing Australian Paralympians. Um, you got to share a, a team with Jasmine Greenwood last year. Have you been able to see much of her swimming? Um, I've caught bits and pieces. I have, I'm... Uh, with goalball, I tend to to be kind of a one focused sport sometimes. Um, so I, I dabble in other sports and uh, always enjoy watching other athletes just do what they're good at. Um, Jasmine Greenwood is a name that I've definitely heard before, though, and um, it's someone that I do keep tabs on from time to time. So I'm really excited to have a bit of a chat with her. Me too. As a young Paralympian, 14 years old, making a Paralympic debut in Tokyo 2020, Jasmine Greenwood, welcome to you, Little Ripper. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, how are you going now? I haven't seen you for a few years. You've had an incredible run at both the Paralympic Games and World Championships over the last few years, but how's life? It's been pretty crazy, actually. There's been a lot of changes, but they're all very exciting and very positive changes. Um, moved out of home, so now I live at the AIS, and that's where I train as well here in Canberra. So adjusting to a very new life, but it's all going very well. You're saying that middle of winter, training in the AIS at Canberra is going well? You're, you're the eternal optimist. <laughs> you have to be. <laughs> it is very cold. <laughs> so, Jasmine, you've got your first Paralympics under your belt. So what, what was it like coming home from Tokyo after everything that you'd achieved? Um, I guess when you go to your first Paralympics or even when you just make the team to go, um, you don't really put any expectations on yourself because that's a lot of pressure. And um, I just went there wanting to, you know, make finals and do PBs um, and just really enjoy myself, which I did all those things, which was great. Um, and then to also win a medal, which is kind of the pinnacle, I suppose, was pretty amazing and I kind of don't know how I'm going to replicate that again but I would love to do that again and hopefully next year I get the chance to go through it all again and um, who knows how that'll go so that's very exciting. How did you navigate the Paralympic Games when you're 14 years old it must be incredibly overwhelming? Yeah it is um, it's very overwhelming there's a lot going on there's all different sports um, so it was a bit stressful and also COVID impacted a lot of things that were happening. Um, I was away for about three months from home and I was at school at the same time. So I was juggling full-time school and that was stressful as well. So I always had that in the back of my mind. Um, but there was also a lot to enjoy. There was a lot of fun things going on. So I really tried to uh, immerse myself and not miss out on anything, but also focus on school at the same time and not let that 
um, suffer. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. Uh, what year are you in, in school now? I'm actually in university now. Oh, university, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I finished school last year um, at Shoalhaven High School and then I've moved to Canberra, obviously, and now I'm studying at the University of Canberra in my first year, which is very exciting. I'm really enjoying my studies and I'm studying psychology. Oh, amazing. How are you finding that? I, I studied human movement because, and I and I was really able to learn uh, learn lots of tips and tricks to make sure that I could adjust and get the best out of my body. Is there anything that you're learning that's assisting you in the process of getting your best out of your 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 um, psychological approach or mental approach to the sport? Absolutely. Um, obviously, I'm only in my first year, like I said, so I'm kind of learning the basics, but um, that's all very important and. Uh, in psychology, there's like sports psychology, there's all kinds. So I'm learning about all the different kinds and the things that I've learned have been very helpful so far um, in terms of understanding other people's behaviour, um, why people do what they do and how that actually works in the brain and also my own brain. <laughs> um, and obviously with my neurological impairment, it's been really interesting to learn about how that works and um yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So I'm looking forward to continuing that for the next few years. If my information is correct, uh, I believe you're flying out to the World Championships tomorrow. How are you feeling about going over and competing again and trying to earn a spot for Paris? So, yeah, we are flying out tomorrow. Um, I was a little bit nervous, a little bit doubtful, but... um. Now that it's here, I'm very, very excited. So the mood has really changed over the past couple of hours, which is great. Um, but I'm also very positive. Um, I've done a lot of good training this year, especially uh, having moved from quite a developmental program into a very professional program this year, I think is going to really um, set me up for next year especially, but also the upcoming World Championships. So I'm very hopeful and I've got a lot of confidence uh, quietly. <laughs> And I think it's going to be a good meet, yeah. How was your form? You did say about we've spoken about the change from 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 home home to to uh, Canberra to the AIS, where there is a there is a really high quality professional training environment. How's the form look? Um, I've been swimming well, so that is always a good thing. And obviously, here at the AIS, there are a lot of support staff that are always available, so I've had access to physio weekly, um, psychology monthly, nutrition monthly, um, physiology every now and then comes into the pool and we do biomechanics. So I think um, it was a very good move to make and I don't see how I could really go backwards from here, which is awesome. Everything is going in the right direction for next year. Amazing. That's what you love to hear. Yeah. <laughs> that things are going <laughs> the right way and not going backwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so what event are you most looking forward to at World Championships? Um, I will be doing five events altogether, which is quite a lot uh, over a seven-day program. I start on day one and finish on day seven, so I will be quite busy. But I'm definitely looking forward to the 50 freestyle S10, which is on day one. That's my first race. And um, I've only just recently sort of kicked up a few gears in the 53. I've really started to look and feel more like a sprinter my coach says so um i'm really excited for that and obviously it can be so very close with only 50 meters to swim so it's really anyone's race um and i'm very excited to see how i go in that one 
what do you say when you're about to step up on the blocks? You've got the 50 metres in front of you. It's done at the end of 10 breaths. What's <laughs> going through your head? Um, I'm quite a calm person. And unfortunately for 50 metres, that's not ideal. My coach actually tries to like rev me up a bit, make me excited. He tries to get me to excite myself. So I need to be, um, yeah, I need to rev myself up more. I need to be aggressive and um, that's what I will be doing. <laughs> Just puff my chest out and scare the competitors. Um, no, it should be a very good race. Very excited for it. Jasmine Greenwood, um, congratulations on your journey so far. You know what? I I have to throw in. I've been dining out on this for the last four years, but Jasmine was a Kurt Furley scholarship holder at some point uh, a number of years ago, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to braze in the reflected glory of the Carbine Club uh, in Swiss and also the Commonwealth Games uh, Australia for arranging that. But it's just seeing the talent that is, is across this state and um, seeing what you've done with, uh, uh, with your incredible talent and your incredible kind of passion for the sport is amazing jasmine uh here at you little ripper we're big fans we're going to be following everything that you do and good luck thank you so much brody how old were you when you made your paralympic debut um uh, my paralympic debut i what well, that was 2020 so i would have been 22 i had to think about that <laughs> so mine was many decades ago but i was uh, 18 or 19 years old i can't imagine how you you deal with all of the pressure and the the incredible intensity that's around the paralympic movement during that kind of two weeks um and and still remain so kind of uh i don't know calm and humble and uh but jasmine just nailed it Oh, a hundred percent. And at such a young age too, like I was struggling and I'm, I'm only about six years older than, than she is or per se. So it, it was a hundred percent a valiant effort that she's, she's competed as well as she did at such a young age as well. Are you a high school teacher? I am a high school teacher. Yeah. So you could literally have Jasmine who puts the old school uh, Paralympic uniform on and then wanders into your classroom. Yeah, 100%. Um, and that, that, that's crazy because I, I know some of the kids I teach and I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, I don't think you'd cope very well with that kind of pressure. So um, it's a credit to her and her amazing training that she's been able to do that. Thank you, Brodie, for joining you, Little Ripper, for your very first episode. It will not be the last. And thank you, listeners, for downloading our podcast. We love Parasport and we want to share how amazing it is with the rest of the world. But we need your help to do that. What we need you to do is to tell all your friends about what we are doing, and then you need to leave us a review as well. And we'll be back with more interviews with your favourite athletes, so make sure you've followed You Little Ripper wherever you get your next episode. We'd also like to say a big thank you to Toyota for supporting this episode of You Little Ripper. Oh, what a feeling. Thanks, Toyota. You Little Ripper.